Hold the train. was Juanita Hall and company with Hold That Train. Radio Theater Omaha presents Theater of the Mind. Today, Radio Theater Omaha presents Kent Garlinghouse, Artistic Director of Radio Theater Omaha. And now, here's our host, Beth Kalal. Hi, I'm Beth Kalal. I'm here for Radio Theater Omaha Presents, Theater of the Mind, and I'm excited to have our first podcast with our artistic director, Kent Garlinghouse. How do you do, everybody? Glad to be here. How are you today? I'm doing very well, thank you, and I appreciate the opportunity to share the wonders of radio theater with our audience. It's nice to be able to get the word out about Radio Theater Omaha. And, by the way, you all need to know that Beth is one of our board members. So this is part of her responsibility to help us get this going. So thank you to Beth. A big round of applause for Beth. (laughs) Thank you. That was such a great introduction of me. But today is all about you. (laughs) Let's get started. What is radio theater? The simplest and most direct way of talking about radio theater is to say that radio theater is theater of the mind. Different from stage, screen, or TV, where everything is given to you by the eye, their theater of the eye, you see the set, you see the scenery, you see the characters. In radio theater, it's theater of the mind. The amazing part of doing radio theater is that the audience makes the story. You give them the information by sound, and they make up the world, they make up the characters. Everything is up to the individual and their understanding, their experience. So the audience makes the story. You just give them the information, and that's the exciting part of radio theater. How did you get involved in radio theater? I have an undergraduate minor in theater and have been in theater for a long, long time until I had to make a living and then worked for a long, long time. <laughs> and then when I, when I retired, I could do what I wanted to do instead of what I had to do, and I got involved with, because we were living in West Central Minnesota, I got involved with a group called Lakes Area Radio Theater. And for 10 years, I directed shows, wrote shows, voiced shows, did sound effects for shows, and just had a wonderful, wonderful time. In 2016, when we moved to Omaha to be closer to family, 
I looked around for radio theater and discovered that there isn't any, which is not a big surprise. I mean, that's the radio stations have their programming, and and so I uh, looked around for something else to do, and found a writers group, a Nebraska Writers Workshop that I belong to, and told them what I was about and what I was doing. And two of the writers from the workshop decided that they would like to do something for radio theater. One of them, a young man who lives in Blair. Aaron has written, he has a published novel called Internship with a Vampire, and he has just an amazing sense of humor. And he revised his novel into 10 chapters. And for doing all that work, I thought, well, he has to have some reward. (laughs) Just sitting editing is not much fun. So we got a small group together and did his first chapter just so he could hear his work. And it went very well, and that was a, it was just a great experience. So then I started looking for venues, and along the way found Gallery 1516 on Leavenworth. And they do a Sunday morning uh, bagels and sometimes Bach for three months in the fall, three months in the spring. And talked to Pat, and uh, we decided we would do a show. So we did. The first major show was The Ballad of Anna the Brave by Jamie Taylor, written in four-line rhyme, which just blows my mind altogether. And it was amazing. We had about 130 people in the audience. We had 10 voice actors, two sound effects people, a composer, performer on the keyboard. And it was such fun that we just kept on going, kept on going, kept on going. And here we are today. It's amazing. So what audience are you catering to? That's a good question, because right now what we are doing is all of our scripts, all of our stories are G-rated, because if you're on the air, you can't control the audiences who tunes in. (laughs) So because we cannot label particularly as adult, although we could if we wanted to. Our scripts right now are G-rated. That's an ongoing kind of thing. That's what we encourage everybody to do so that it is accessible to as broad an audience as possible. How would production change if you were catering to specifically child, adult, specific minority groups? I'm going to do that in reverse order. Uh, with minority groups, the really important thing for us as Radio Theater Omaha is that whoever's writing the script belong to that minority group. They have the story to tell. Me as a white guy, it's not my story. That's true for the writers. That's true for the actors. That's true for everybody involved. It needs needs to belong to, because it's their story to tell, needs to belong to that minority group or ethnic group. Backing up, specifically with adult, if we're going to do a show that um, is either an adult theme or has adult language or adult situations, then we would label it as such and advertise that label far in advance so that everybody is aware. For kids' shows, and because we do G-rated, a lot of our shows are kids' shows anyway, or at least kid-friendly, but one of the things that we're going to work on, and we'll talk about this a little bit later too, is I would dearly love to see a group of kids write their own write their own show, voice their own show, do their own sound effects, do their own music. They are capable. They can do it. It's a great challenge. What is your favorite part of being artistic director? Ooh, this is a fun one. Yes. My favorite part of being the artistic director of Radio Theater Omaha is doing everything that I do. 
Uh, that is to say, I get to look for venues, look for per- places to perform, because uh, at this point we are doing live performances of radio theater scripts. Uh, those are taped for broadcasters sharing in a variety of ways. So I get to look at venues. I get to work with the people who are in the venue. I get to look at the setup. The really exciting part is seeing all of the pieces of the puzzle come together. So starting with the venue, then looking at scripts, what are we going to do? Is it seasonal? The one that we're doing soon at the gallery again is a Halloween theme. I get to talk to uh, potential directors, interview directors. Uh, When we have that and we have the script, then I get to go to the auditions and and see the voice actors develop the characters and uh, see how the characters come to life. I get to work with the sound effects people and uh, develop the sound effects so that they support the text. I get to work with the musicians to do the same, to give the emotional context through music to the story. And then the most fun is to see all of it come together, to see all the pieces of the puzzle fit together and to do the production and to see the joy in the faces of the audience, to see the show come alive. So what are your goals and aspirations for Radio Theatre Omaha? My goal for Radio Theatre Omaha is to, in every way possible, make sure that in 20 years, two years, five years, it's still here, still going, still working, so that we are not just a one-season company. Because with the rise of podcast and the advent of podcast and the popularity of podcast, there is virtually an unending audience for radio theater. So the audience is there. We just need to get the material to them. Goals and aspirations. One of my goals is to do a series of shows, a series of scripts on Omaha history, starting with the native population who lived here long before the Europeans came and then working through the uh, riverboat trade, the founding of the city of Omaha, the coming of the railroad and all the people who came with it, all the indigenous groups who came with the railroad, many of whom settled here and stayed here, scripts on uh, the history of Omaha that I would like to make available as a history piece that could be used in the schools, could be used as a teaching tool, could be just um, podcasts on the history, but lots of opportunities for Uh, celebrating who we are as Omaha. What would you say is the biggest challenge currently for radio theater? There are two challenges that that we face, and this is just ongoing. And the first is finding writers. You, You can't do a script if you don't have a script to do. So we need to find people who are interested in learning about this wonderful, crazy world of radio theater and who would like to write scripts. It's uh, relatively short, about 5,000 words. It's not a novel. I have lots of tricks and methods to help uh, the writing and the production of the script. And the goal is to get from the beginning of the script to the end of it so that we can actually do it as a show. So that's the first one, is to find writers. And I have lots of information to share if anybody's interested. The other one is always money. Because, number one, Radio Theater Omaha is completely committed to local talent, local writers, that is Nebraska, Iowa, local writers, uh, local voice actors, local sound effects, local musicians, local directors, everyone belongs here. And the second part of that is that Radio Theater Omaha is completely committed to paying all of our cast and crew. None of this should be voluntary. They are worth their hire. And we honor their gift and their ability to present it. 
So we are looking for funding. We look for corporate sponsors, for uh, community partnerships, to raise funds for doing these productions, and to honor those who are involved. We're looking for a sponsor for this podcast so that we can continue to provide more and better programming for those who love radio theater, and especially radio theater in Omaha. Could that be you or your company? If interested, please use the contact form on our website at radiotheateromaha.com. What has been the most rewarding project so far? The most rewarding project is just seeing this happen. Every single time. It never gets boring. It never gets tiresome. Just to see it happen. One of the most inspiring has been to see the level of talent in Omaha. I've just been absolutely blown away by the level of talent and the willingness to share that talent and the eagerness of people to give their gifts and and to be part of these shows. And I just continue to be amazed at the immensity of talent and the wonderful talent. People are so kind and so gracious. And it's inspiring to see all of that and it just makes me, as somewhat of a writer, want to do more. And what has been your favorite production? <laughs> Returning to the question of my favorite production. Yes, indeed. I, because I didn't answer that originally. My favorite production, it's really not hard to remember or think about. My favorite production, because we did it every year when I was a kid growing up, was A Christmas Carol, the Charles Dickens Christmas Carol on the radio on Christmas Eve right after dinner. We got through with our dinner on Christmas Eve, and then we all sat around the radio, and we listened to the radio theater production of A Christmas Carol. Scrooge and Marley and the the spirits of Christmas present, past. It's a vivid memory, both a pleasant one because of family, but because of the story and the characters in the story and the story coming to life in my mind. How is Scrooge different in your mind than it is in television productions today? I've never ever seen a television production or a movie of A Christmas Carol that has my Scrooge in it. (laughs) Uh, Scrooge is much greasier for me. He's much more oily. He's much more greedy and manipulative. Not just old and crotchety, but he's greasy and ornery and ugly. and He just doesn't like people. So I've, I, and, and some of the actors in, in the movies or on TV do that to a certain extent. But, but the real character still lives in my head. Who has been your greatest influence? I would have to say that the greatest influence for me with Radio Theater Omaha would be my growing up years. I grew up in the heyday of radio theater. We didn't have a TV set until I was in junior high school. So growing up, it was always the radio. And we had my grandmother's great big console radio in the corner of the living room. And on weekend afternoons and evenings, we gathered around the radio and we listened to all of the 
wonderful radio theater shows, One Man's Family and The Lone Ranger and The Green Hornet and The Shadow Nose and all of those amazing stories that were fascinating and totally captivating. So that's my greatest influence, and it's been my uh, inspiration to go on with this even into the present. On October 31st, 1938, they broadcast a show called War of the Worlds. Orson Welles wrote the script based on H.G. Wells' novel, and CBS had a disclaimer at the front. There were four disclaimers during the, during the airing, and there was a disclaimer at the end, and yet people all over the nation were in terror that the Martians had landed and were taking over the country. So there is a tremendous power in story, a tremendous power in, in audio drama, in radio theater. What we do with the power, what we do with the intensity of the story, is what makes radio theater unique and marvelous to my mind. What projects are you most excited to pursue? Oh, right now, the project that is foremost, uppermost in our minds is the performance uh, at Gallery 1516 on October the 31st, Halloween. And this is part of their Sunday morning bagels and sometimes Bach series that they do in the fall and the spring. And uh, we really are excited about this. There will be five voice actors. And the title of the script is Down the Rabbit Hole. So uh, this will be fun. Uh, sound effects, two sound effects people and composer-performer. Uh, just a delightful, fun time to think about going down a rabbit hole. Uh, beyond that, I'm uh, working with a series of three writers right now to work on uh, pieces of Omaha history. Uh, and this is going to be long term. <laughs> it's a big project and it's going to take us time to get there. But that's uh, for, first and foremost. Another project that we're working on right now is with community TV station KPAO to do, once we have done... Uh, a live performance, to do it again. Uh, that gives KPAO some uh, broadcast material and gives us material that we can share on the web, we can share on our Facebook page, we can share on YouTube, we can share with schools. So uh, when we get into the Omaha history, there will be then videotaped performance that will be available to teachers or students or classes or historians or whoever. So lots of stuff going on. Is there any particular partnerships you are most excited for? We're really eager, really excited about community partnerships, working with Theater Arts Guild, working with KPAO. Uh, we're working on a project right now with KVNO, the public radio station that's at uh, UNO, and uh, for scriptwriters. KVNO did a scriptwriting competition in the end of the 1980s, and uh, we're going to see if we can revive that uh, as a way to encourage writers and to acknowledge them, and they get out of that a production of a script. So all kinds of partnering that we're doing, and it's exciting to see. Could you touch on the diversity of the board and the how that is our mission? The simplest way for me to talk about that is to talk about diversity. As I said, because we are committed to the local area, one of the things that is very important to Radio Theater Omaha overall is diversity. Diversity in cast, diversity in writers, diversity in voice actors, diversity in musicians and sound effects people. Uh, committed to diversity because our population is diverse. 
one of the things about Omaha that was so interesting in coming here and, and exciting is the diversity of Omaha. And it is exceptionally important that our board be as diverse so that we do reflect the community at large, the whole community. So we work at looking for diverse populations. How can various people from various populations in our community contribute to the board, to RTO, and how can we support them in their efforts, in their community, in their lives? We're looking for a sponsor for this podcast so that we can continue to provide more and better programming for those who love radio theater, and especially radio theater in Omaha. Could that be you or your company? If interested, please use the contact form on our website at RadioTheaterOmaha.com. How has RTO grown since its founding in 2016? (laughs) Well, it started with... Let's see, eight of us total, and I think there were that many people in the audience. Since then, we have gone to public performances, and uh, we did the gallery, and then we moved from there to Outer Spaces, which is on South 13th Street, uh, and enjoyed the public performances until the pandemic struck. And then now we are working toward getting back into the public performing routine, and hopefully we can do a show a quarter. Speaking of COVID, how has that affected your approach to productions? COVID was, um, for everybody, was a real downer. And because we could not do public performances, what we wound up doing was we worked at still keeping scripts going, still engaging actors, uh, still doing sound effects and music, but we did it through Zoom. And we did a couple of shows over the last year plus, and it presents some really, really unique challenges. We would much rather, much rather do them live, but we we did keep going. We kept on with our productions, and thankfully Zoom allowed us to do that, and that the technology was great, and we're just now ready to move on to the next phase. How will we protect our voice actors, our sound effects, and the audience going forward? Good question. For us, because we're going to have auditions coming up soon for the uh, October 31st production, for us, all of the people who audition must be fully vaccinated and must prove that so that uh, nobody in the cast, nobody in the crew is without vaccine. This is just, uh, we can't risk exposing our cast and crew to the pandemic. Uh, The gallery also has the policy of mask mandates. Uh, All of the audience will be masked, and that's for, again, their safety and for our safety. So whatever venue we are in, we will insist on that. Our cast and crew will be fully vaccinated, and all audiences will be masked, hopefully vaccinated as well. So RTO just received nonprofit status. How will that help you achieve your goals? Nonprofit, the 501c3 is is a really great boon to us. And we're just now waiting to get the state certification as not-for-profit. And then we can start the grant writing process, looking for funding. And there, there is lots of money available. There are funds that will support and sustain our ongoing projects. We do need to apply for those. Uh, we need to make sure that we have the coverage that we need. But the 501c3 and the nonprofit status provides us access to lots of organizations, foundations, granting agencies that uh, can provide for our future. What advice would you give to those who would like to become involved in radio theater? 
If radio theater is a new thing for you, my first piece of advice would be either to look us up online, radio theater uh, webpage, or our Facebook page, and look in the archives and watch, listen, hear a show. And once you have gone through all of that, then come to a performance. See how it's done. If you're interested in sound effects or in music, come and watch the performers because they're right there. The sound effects people are doing it live, just like it was done in the early days of radio theater. The music is right there. He's playing, in this case he, is playing the, the music on his keyboard and uh, it's supporting the emotional context of the script. Uh, watch the voice actors, what they do. Uh, one of the things that's unique about radio theater theater is it's there are no sets there are no costumes there's no blocking the actors do not move around uh, they are reading their scripts there's no memorization they're standing at a music stand it is all voice what the voice actors do vocally is what gives you the content of the show what advice would you give to writers again uh, come see if you want some tips ask you can get a hold of me. It's really easy. Uh, and I'm happy to provide you with as much information, probably way more, than you're interested in. And begin the process. Write a short script. And then let's talk about it. Write two or three pages and then let's talk about it. Uh, develop your ideas. Uh, one of the things that's unique about writing for radio theater is you don't have the luxury, as you do in a novel, of character development. Character needs to be developed through the script, through dialogue, because that's all you have. If we have 28 minutes, roughly, for the radio broadcast, then it all has to be done vocally. So listen to a script, come and see, ask questions. I'm always available. Anything specific for the voice actors? Voice acting for radio theater is a new experience, especially for those who've had stage practice, who've been on the stage, because we're working on microphones here with radio theater, and you can't yell at a microphone. If you're on the stage and you want to get angry, the volume goes way up and you get angry and it looks like you're angry. Uh, in radio theater... First of all, there's no visual cues, so you can't look angry. It doesn't make any difference, except it may help your vocal production. But you can't yell at the microphone. So voice actors need to learn how to carry the emotion vocally without doing anything else. How do I get angry? How would you give advice to sound effects? Oh, sound effects is just such a wonderful, fun field because the variety, the amazing things that you can work on to make the sound effects that support the emotional context of the story. All of the things that are part of the history of radio theater, the footsteps, the doors closing, the, the squeaky hinge, all of those things that are the history. But then, for example, spaceships. How do you get a spaceship? How do you get all of those kinds of things that are not part of the history. And we are blessed with very, very inventive, creative sound effects artists who just love to think up effects. And if you're a sort of a geeky person who likes that kind of play, come and join us. What advice would you give to the music? I think that uh, the advice that I would give to anyone who is interested is I'll connect you with the composer, performer who has been doing our work for us and let you talk with him about that. Music, although I have experience in the field, 
doing music uh, for a show is not a gift that I have, and I'm very happy to pass it on to somebody who can do it and do it well. So if you're interested in that, I will be happy to connect you, and you can have a long conversation and learn all about it. What advice would you give to people who want to be on a board or administration work for our organization? Being on a board is sort of a new thing for us because with a 501c3 status, you have to have a board. I mean, that's part of the regulations. So we have a new board that's beginning. Uh, and if this is, uh, if you're committed to the arts, if you're committed to seeing community involvement, if you're committed to grassroots, because we are totally local. If you'd like to see what we do, the board members are expected to do work. One thing I do need to say is that the board does not fund Radio Theater Omaha. The board is not in, uh, expected to give money. They have other gifts, they have other involvements, and they're able people. So we divide up the labor for getting things done and uh, make sure that the organization keeps on going. So again, if you're interested in either being a board member or part of the administration, I can connect you to people who have firsthand knowledge, and they'll share everything with you. What else would you like everyone to know about Radio Theater Omaha? The thing about Radio Theater that is so exciting to me is the fun doing the show, whether it's serious or whether it's comedy, whether whether there's tears or laughter, doing the production is such a good time, such fun to do the work together, to produce a show together. It, it's such a positive experience. And the casts that we've had, without exception, have all said at the end of the production, oh, when's the next one? Let's do some more. I just encourage everyone to, uh, if you have any kind of inkling at all, come and take part. Well, that's all the questions we have today for you, Kent. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for the opportunity and for the chance to share the wonder of Radio Theatre Omaha with everyone who's listening. Stay tuned for our next podcast that will feature our October 31st production. This podcast was produced at the podcast studio at Creighton University in Omaha, Nebraska, and edited with music and sound effects by Brian Kokensparger, where not otherwise attributed. All content is copyrighted.